When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Look at that there. Look at it. Look at it. Like a pink Taj Mahal. Glorious. Good morning. Uh, how are you? I've just dropped my child off at his second day at school. And of course, now he knows what to dread. And it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, his hot, wet eyes as he literally tried to run away. And the teacher had to wrangle him into school. Kudos to the teacher. Uh, takes takes some brass neck to do that, I think, in front of new parents. And he did it brilliantly. Uh, like, I, I really mean that. Uh, I admired him hugely and t- he took the trouble to call five minutes later to say he was all happily settled uh, his mind and spirit fully broken uh it's a great feeling uh, i've been sharing some stories with some of the patreons actually during the making of this podcast and uh, this is a really magical time isn't it um standing dispassionately uh while your child beseeches you not to abandon them it's a wonderful feeling <laughs> Uh, made it better with some shopping therapy um, and went to the new Lidl. And I confess I'm I'm a stranger to Lidl, but I'm a total Lidl convert. Uh, loved it. Whoa. It's good st- knock off Malibu, four ninety nine. Well, all I need now is a nice gutter to lie in. We're all of us in the gutter. It's just that some of us are quite happy lying back in the gutter, interfering with ourselves. Anyway, uh, it turns out Graham Norton is the most dangerous celebrity to search for online. It's kind of like The Ring. But uh, like websites hosting malware, you know, they sort of try to pull you in with saying, hey, look at look at these. Look at these pictures of Nick Knowles or whatever. Uh, you know, so obviously you're going to click because you, you want to see pictures of Nick Knowles. I do. Um and uh, and then and then they install them. And the, and the most popular one is Graham Norton. It's weird, isn't it? Why Graham Norton? That is so Graham Norton. Dangerous comedy. Uh, I've been mainly watching CNN, obviously, to enjoy the spectacle of. Uh, I mean, he's just the neediest man in the universe. Uh, hopped up on steroids. Um. But there's this advert that they keep running on CNN for the new Oral-B toothbrush. Have you seen this thing? It's called like the I-90 or something. And it's a toothbrush that's got a little screen on it. And in the morning it says things like rise and shine or hi gorgeous or you are great. And you kind of think, God, you know, we've reached this state where we're so needy for praise. You know, so not self-reliant. 
that, you know, even your toothbrush now has to adore you. Is that what we've got to? Anyway, I thought I'd talk about it this morning, so I had a look on the website, and man, I want one so bad. <laughs> it looks like the most amazing toothbrush ever. And it loves me. And you can get one in pink. Although apparently you can't feel the vibrations in your hand, so I don't really see the point. Uh... I would love to talk about an article um, that's published in The Atlantic, which you ought to read. Uh, it's really good. Read the whole thing. But I'll, I'll, I'll try and tease you a little bit. The article's called This Overlooked Variable is the Key to the Pandemic. It's by Zeynep Tufekci. And it's really, really, really good. Um, I think I've talked about the K-rate before a little bit but um it basically says the r rate isn't useful because it's about an average and makes the point that um if jeff bezos walked into a bar with 100 people in it suddenly everyone in that bar's average wealth would be over a billion dollars and of course that's not really very accurate or, or very representative and saying well the r rate is one um it's it's not helpful to assume that that means that everybody who gets coronavirus will infect one other person because it doesn't work like that obviously i mean you kind of know that but to try to sort of apply that in a, a proper mathematical mathematical model um so to sort of say no your average person won't infect anybody but some people will infect loads of people in fact they say it's probably 20 percent of people infected with covid will then cause 80% of the subsequent infections, which means 80% of people who are infected aren't going to infect anybody. And so some countries have uh, implemented these measures of cluster busting, trying to get rid of uh, these cluster events rather than sort of lock everybody down in this punitive way. And it's worked really well. Everyone talks about Sweden especially the anti-mask brigade saying, well, let's look at Sweden. They didn't ever look down and everyone was fine. But they did impose limits on congregations of more than 50 people. Uh, there's far less dense housing there. There were fewer multi-generational households there. There are lots of things that were in place in Sweden that made sense. But anyway, this 80-20 thing, uh, this principle, the 80-20 principle, um, is uh, named after us. It's, there's a sociologist called Wilfredo Pareto. And uh, what this means, if you sort of apply it back, it means that um, almost certainly your friends have got more friends than you have. <laughs> I kind of read that. I was like, oh, man, harsh. But it's true. So if you're, say, you're an average person, you've got, say, I don't know, five friends. Well, it stands to reason that among those five friends, at least one of them is going to be like a super friender person who's got like 50 friends. You're bound to know them because they know loads of people. Do you see what I mean? You're bound to be one of the people they know, which means that statistically, you almost certainly, almost certainly your friends have got more friends than you. Happy Tuesday to you. You're welcome. Uh, another <laughs> another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and I know I'm just sort of just monologuing really, but uh, this is really interesting too. Uh, this is about how to vaccinate a planet. Um, 
because you know we we keep talking about a vaccine. Oh, they're going to develop a vaccine. Well, how 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 are you going to develop a vaccine? And there's this amazing article called "How to Vaccinate a Planet." This is from the Walrus. I'd like to know what what would you call your news blog site? We've got the Atlantic. We've got the Walrus. I mean, that's most of them, isn't it? What would you call yours? It's at not today pod on Twitter or not today at swanburst.com. And why? Anyway, uh, everyone talks about you know, making a vaccine and you see these sort of laboratories and scientists wearing coats and stuff. It's like, well, what's the stuff? It's like a Petri dish with stuff and they squirt the little pipette things into the little. Well, what is the stuff? Well, I can tell you now I've read this thing. Um... They are, this is a, an account of uh, a facility in Quebec uh, stuff, uh, in Quebec, which is, um, it's like a botanical garden and they're growing uh, this plant that's a uh, relative of tobacco. And uh, what they do is they grow these plants till they're six or seven weeks old and then they kind of put them, uh, they dunk them in this fluid and then they kind of pump, they make a vacuum and then they release it and they make a vacuum and they release it. And what it does is it m forces the plant to draw this fluid up into it, right, and suck it. And then um, they draw up this fluid and inside this fluid is a, a, a bacterium uh, that they've tweaked, right? So they've engineered this bacterium to uh, have bits of DNA that's like the spiky proteins of COVID. Um, and then uh, the bacteria starts to grow inside the plants. Like it goes crazy. It basically, you know, uh, cannibalizes the plant uh, and makes these kind of particles inside the plants that are like the COVID virus. Then people come and they pick all the leaves off and they make pesto. They put it through like a shredder and then they put it in a big vat filled with enzymes that break down the kind of uh, cell walls of, of the plants and the leaves and stuff. Um, and then they take that goop and then they get the lab coats and the pipettes. And that's what you see. Isn't that interesting, though? I thought that was really interesting. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Uh, lastly, dear friends, uh, I will come on to emails. But uh, I've seen some stuff online, some people posting. And I, I remember kind of seeing this around UK elections where people say, well, what's the point? They're all the same. Or I'm not going to vote for, a, you know, I, mean, I would never vote for Tony Blair. He's warmonger. And the whole kind of idea of holding your nose and voting and stuff. And it is difficult. I, I totally understand why people want to opt out. And I also... Um, Rachel Maddow, who... Uh, are you listening to her podcast yet? Rachel Maddow, M-A-D-D-O-W. If you're not, it's it's so good. She observed that with the debate last week, the aim of Trump, with his constant talking over and the, the unlistenability of the whole thing, um, was to deter people from politics. And we know from that Channel 4 scoop that, you know, the deterrent strategy is is... A really meaningful strategy uh, in the Trump campaign. It's to make people go, oh, if this is politics, I'm out. They want to deter people from engaging in politics and they definitely want to stop people from voting. And I've seen a lot of kind of left-leaning people kind of saying, well, what's the point? Why would I vote for Joe Biden? And also, you know, a very, very justified um unhappiness at uh, alleged conduct of his historically and you know yeah some of it does look pretty weird and creepy and you think well how can i do how can i vote for you know i can't endorse that and it's it's really difficult and it's messy it's so messy and i think that i sort of think of it like tax you can think god i pay tax money to buy lunch for Boris Johnson and bombs to go and you, know, you kind of think, I don't want to do that. But then I'm also paying tax that pays for schools and hospitals. And I do want to pay that. So what do I do? And it's kind of like you can't wait for something to come along that perfectly represents uh, your 
feelings, your your values and your political ideals. Because you have to be about the big, broad brushstrokes and the horrible mess of it. I think it's safe to say that, you know, if, if, if Trump gets re-elected, probably, I don't know, 150 to 300,000 people will die as a kind of direct consequence of him being elected, you know, with his policies on various things. Let's call it 150,000, right? And if you vote for Biden, probably 100,000 people will die. And I completely understand that feeling of, you know, I don't want to vote for either of these people. I, I despise all these people. But I think if you accept that, and I think it is, I think it's reasonable. Then if you don't vote for Biden, those 50,000 extra people that will die under Trump. It's slightly on you, isn't it? If you don't exercise that vote. And I don't wish Trump dead. Not at all. I wish him a recovery. And I wish him... Uh, I wish him well enough to face justice for everything he's done. I, I wish a fair trial. And if he's found guilty, I hope that he then spends a really long time uh, enduring the punishment uh, for the crimes he's committed, if he's committed them. Um, that's what I'd really like. I think that would be a good outcome. And yeah, if he has been found guilty of misdemeanors, I want him to feel shame and humiliation for that. Sorry. Um, and if he doesn't face that, then I'll fight for that too. But I, I think that... If you sort of say, oh, all these politicians, they're all the same. It's kind of like when Trump said, good and bad people are both sides, are both sides. You're not really dealing with the truth and the reality of it, which is that's kind of maybe true, maybe. But there's definitely one better outcome than another. Isn't there? Um. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's me pontificating for today. Gosh, I feel better. <laughs> um, we have got some emails, though. Let me find the emails because I'm excited about the uh, emails. Joel says, uh, I remember, but there's a bomb with your name on it. Yes, this was the thing yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, about sayings. Uh, he says, I remember the old Paul Merton joke from his Channel 4 days. During the war. That's my impression of Paul Merton. During the war. Uh, who was it taught me? I think it was Dave Chewin taught me uh, a good way in to Paul Merton was to say, have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? During the war, my dad used to say, we never worried about the bombs. The only bomb to worry about is the one with your name on it. Wasn't much help to the neighbours, Mr and Mrs Doodlebug. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Spike's first day. That's why you were late. Hope you had a great time that you and Kim did too. Nope! But we'll get there again. That sounds creepy. And it wasn't meant to be. It doesn't sound creepy. It's lovely. Thank you, Joel. Thanks very much indeed for that. Uh, Lindsay, hellcatpress.com. Hi, Jake. Your story about the digital skills bootcamp. Yes, that was last week, wasn't it? it? Reminded me of a networking workshop I used to attend after I'd graduated college and was looking for a job. I feel old. It was called 
Wednesday is networking day. Wind. <laughs> Who's got wit? And was absolutely useless. Each meeting would be roughly an hour long. There would be 30 minutes of advice given by a speaker, then 30 minutes of networking with the other attendees. The guy who ran it would give advice like, call the company to tell them that you're sending in an application. Oh, wow. Bin it. And don't email your resume. Fax it instead. Because a fax is already open, unlike an email attachment. Yeah, it definitely m makes it look like you're with the times. The whole experience was exhausting and demoralising. Oh, Lindsay, I was usually the youngest person in the room and it was never taken seriously. And I was never taken seriously by anyone. My mother was very upset that I couldn't find a job right when I graduated during an economic recession and would frequently remind me that my lack of employment was an embarrassment to her. Oh, crikey. Oh, let's do one of those useless air hug things at you. That's awful. She would toss the newspaper into my lap and tell me, You know, I've never been unemployed, but I still read the want ads every day. I don't know how your mother speaks. Probably not like that. I eventually did get a job and things improved greatly, but I don't think I'll ever forget sitting in an unair-conditioned room, listening to a man tell me that I should fax my resume to wherever I wanted to apply, then crying on the train ride home, then having my mother throw the newspaper at me and act like it was supposed to inspire me. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, sorry that was so depressing. I'll try to record part of the ongoing debate my daughter and I are having about who the worst Sesame Street character is and send it to you. I say it's Elmo. She says it's Big Bird. <laughs> That's a great debate. Chris Cuomo. All right. I uh, hope all is well with you and the Yapple Dumpling gang. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, God, yeah, I feel for you. That's so hard, isn't it, that time when you're trying to get that first job? It's a nightmare. I remember, I remember, uh, yeah, sitting with my dad in a calf and crying and saying, I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I applied to Iceland, the shop, um, and got turned down. I couldn't even get a job in a supermarket. And my dad was like, it will happen, I promise. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Um, but yeah, you tell me your stories of employment and tell me maybe like, what was it like when you got your first job? Um, and all of that. Uh, and also what is the worst Sesame Street character? I think mine might be Elmo, although Big Bird was so dreary. Uh, it's not today at swanburst.com or at not today pod. Um, Neil, hi Jake, you've probably seen it in the news, it must be everywhere by now, the statistics just don't add up. Someone has got a lot of questions to answer. You know by now that I'm obviously talking about the incorrect ratio of hot dogs to bread buns. Of course. I can get eight hot dogs in a jar or can, but only six bread buns in a packet. What am I supposed to do with the extra two hot dogs? Now, I know that you're vegan, but these could be veggie hot dogs and not the usual cylinders of processed lips, kneecaps and bum holes. Either way, there are still two dogs over. I can buy another pack of buns, but then I'd have four buns left, thus making the scenario even worse. I think David Alt would very rapidly step in and tell you that you need to buy eight packs of buns. And six packs of... six cans of... I'm told I should double dog 
a phrase that I obviously thought was completely different before now. <laughs> you should double dog. Okay, I'll be, I'll be back around midnight. Uh, to me, this is just sheer lunacy. What world do we want our children to grow up in where it's commonplace to eat two hot dogs to a bun? The kids have got enough to do sorting out the environment without having to deal with meat-to-bread ratios. You'd think that the two industries would get together and sort this out once and for all. I need a mathematician to help me. David! As NASA won't return my calls anymore. Thanks. Neil, who coincidentally contains lips, kneecaps and bum holes. <laughs> You're just a container for lips, kneecaps and bum holes. That's all you are. Neil, thanks for that. Um, I do. Yeah, I do. I do think. Am I right in, in my. I think I'm right. I think that would do it. But uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that. If you have other uh, more creative solutions about what to do with the extra two hot dogs, where would you put them? <laughs> Why am I inviting that? What am I thinking? Not today at swanburst.com. Uh all uh, all suggestions uh, will be met with uh, ultimate discretion. Uh, incidentally, we've already had it. I've already had one answer in from David Brazel, who says, uh, "Eat the other two while cooking." It's called the Angel Share. Of course, I do like a nice oak matured hot dog. Uh, right, that's it for today. Thanks very much indeed for being here. Sorry, it was sort of just one long kind of, you know, thing. Um, I've got some fun stuff coming up and uh, I'm, going, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. I know I keep promising stuff, but there is stuff coming and it's going to be really great. For now, though, bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 